0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Traveling Pulpit. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, it goes without saying that today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. I know I am. How about you? Well, Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you for allowing me once again to come in and just deliver the good news of the gospel to you in a way that it is so easily understandable that you will too want to know what you must do to be saved. You know, on last week, we talked about um, the fall of man and what it took for him to fall. But today we're going to talk about what it was given to him so that he could fall. You know, something had to be given to him. You know, no one just does something for nothing. There has to be something involved in order for someone to do something, something of enticement that will make someone want to do something. And that something is give up his own ability to serve his own creator. I mean, we who are saved, who are followers, who are of the way, who are Christian. We know in our right mind that that is not something that we would do. However, we are flesh. So it is a matter of being obedient and submissive. And that's what I want to talk about today being obedient and submissive. You see, when man was first created, he was obedient and submissive to the Lord God. But when man, through his obedience and submissiveness, was given a choice, he himself made the choice to deny himself the ability to be submissive and obedient to his creator, and therefore turned his back on being omissive, submissive, and obedient to his creator. Over in Genesis 3, we're going to go back to Genesis 3 for a little while today, and we're going to spend a little time there, but we're not going to spend our whole time there today. That is going to be spent in John. There was a word, one word, not a a phrase like it was last week, but there was a word that, the devil satan the serpent he's all the same i just said it differently in three different ways there was a word that he told man now if you remember on last week he was not talking to the woman not at all so women you are not even not even to blame honestly if I'm being honest, you're not even to blame. Even though you do play a part in this and God still held you responsible for your action, I hold no accountability over you because it was man's responsibility to protect you. And when that did not happen because the serpent spoke through you, he told man, this one word. And that one word is knowing. Knowing means to have knowledge that you will, that you will have something that is more powerful than yourself to know something. And that has been man's, one of man's downfalls since the beginning is to know something more than his creator. Remember a couple weeks ago, I said the truth is something that we all want, but no one wants to hear this Bible. This book is all about truth and this truth does not point to mankind. This truth points to the creator who gave us the Messiah who sacrificed himself, but was resurrected on the third day and now sits at the right hand of the father waiting for the time that is Uh, uh, purposeful for him to come and receive those who believe in him man doesn't want to hear this book man doesn't want anything to do with this book because this book is life changing and he does not want to change his life what man wants is to know something that is more than what his creator knows Again, that's another truth that no one wants to hear and no one wants to accept, but that is the truth that you're going to hear on a traveling pulpit. The word is not a popular word, but the word is a life-changing, life-sustaining, life-altering word that can save your soul. It can save your very soul if you allow it to. So man was told that he would know something he would. What would is it? What is it that he would know? He would know good and evil. Well, if you read a few verses back, the Lord God, the creator had already told him what was good and what was evil, but that was not good enough for him. He had to hear it from someone else who was not his creator. And that's what's going on in the world right now. We'd rather get news from some other source that could actually be a lie than the source that is found right here in the word. And it's right here in the word. You see, man was submissive throughout his creation period, throughout his uh, having the job to name every animal that was created, every tree, every flower, every plant, everything. Man Man was submissive and obedient to the will of his creator. But when it came to the knowledge, but when it came to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, man forgot how to be submissive and obedient. Why? Because he let someone else be obedient and submissive over him. You see, knowledge is a very good thing it is very good for us to have knowledge but it is how we use that knowledge that separates us or brings us together with with our creator with god knowledge is something that we have to be submissive and obedient to do you not know that knowledge is more valuable than money Do you know that submissiveness or being submissive to the Lord is more than than diamonds and gold, but to a worldly person who is submissive to their money, who is submissive to their, their job or their career, who is submissive to their worldly possessions. You can never get that through their thick skull. You never could. They will never want to hear that. You see, this is why we have the word. This is why we have the guidebook to help us get through this wilderness, this wilderness we call Earth, this this uh, period of time we call life. This is the reason why we have this book. But this is the reason why we have a creator who loves us and a savior who died for us and a spirit who connects us back to the father through the bloodstained cross of our Lord, and savior. This is why we have these things. This is why it is so important to have a relationship. And this is why relationship means more than Religion. You see, some people base their belief on religion. Oh, I am this religion. I am that religion. I believe this. I believe that. Well, let me tell you about mine. Mine, I can say is right, but I won't say it's right. I will say I am obedient to it. Let's go to John real quick, John 14 and six, and I'll show you what I mean. John 14 and six. And this is why a lot of people have problems with what we believe. This is why a lot of a lot of people have problems with being submissive and obedient. And this is why this is such a challenge for the world. Jesus said In John 14, six and seven, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you don't know him. You do know him and have seen him. This is what Jesus is telling his physical disciples that you see that he sees present before him. But the gospel itself, Jesus is relaying a message and that message is no one comes to the father except through him. Now that's timeless. That is timeless. That is not me telling you that I'm right and you're wrong. That's me telling you that this is who and what and why I follow. Because there is no other way but this way. I watched a video on YouTube. I was stunned. I was stunned because I, on last week, you know, I I talked about, you know, certain people. And I was stunned when I watched this video because it was a video of Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey was over in, um... Saudi Arabia, and he was being shown around the Muslim country, and he was being shown all the the, the, the glitz and glamour of the Arab nation. Now, I love my brothers, I love my sisters from all walks of life, and I will not tell anyone that they're wrong in what they believe, but I will tell everyone in whom I believe. So Steve Harvey was over in in the Arab nation and being shown around all the, 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 beauty that the world holds within itself, the buildings, the, the structure, the, the, the communities, all these things he was, he was witness to, and he saw these things. And then he went to one of the mosque and He panned out and he did a little segment by himself. And he said from his own mouth that there has to be more than one way to get to heaven. And I thought to myself, if that is not the most stupidest statement I've ever heard in my entire life. After you know what the word says, after you have studied the word, and I'm quite sure you grew up knowing the word that you're going to say something like that, that there is more than one way. When the Bible right here clearly says that no one comes to the father, but by me, meaning that Jesus, Yeshua is already in heaven. And the only way to get to the father who is in heaven is through him. But he said, like Oprah Winfrey said on her show, that there has to be more than one way. There has to be more than one way. Well, there is going to come a day when people who believe in Christ, who have a relationship with Christ and who live their life for Christ, who are no longer going to be here. And then those that are left behind, I would like for them to somehow tell somebody else that there is more than one way to get there. I would like I I would like to see that I won't be here because I'm already going to be taken up. So that's not a concern of mine. My concern is for those who who listen to this message, but still deny its power. Still deny the very reason for why I believe I'm not saying you have to believe because this is what I believe. I'm saying that this is why I believe I didn't start this podcast so that I could ram my beliefs down your throat. I started this podcast so you can understand what it is that, 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 that makes this relationship possible and who it is that changed me from the sinner I was to the center. I am the center. I am now because no, no, having a relationship with Christ does not make you sin less. In fact, when you come into a relationship with Christ, when you get closer to Christ, when you build that relationship with Yahweh, you become more sinner than you once did. Why? Because you're no longer serving the creature. You are now serving the creator. If you will, let's look, let's go back to, to John 10 and 18 real quick. Just just real quick, let's, let's go to John 10 and 18 and... Let's, let's see what that has to say. Jesus let, is letting us know that there is no one like him. He is the one and only savior and that there is no way to make it if you do not have a relationship without him. Why? Because Jesus told Martha at the tomb of her brother Lazarus. He let her know these words. He says, where is it? He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The resurrection and the life. That is who he is. He is the resurrection and the life. Meaning that before he even went down, he was telling Martha that he is the resurrection. He is the one that is going to get up. But in him is the power to get up. He says, whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Then he asked Martha this question, and I'm asking you this question because I've had to answer this question for myself. Do you believe this? Jesus is letting us know that he is the resurrection. There is no other lead man of any given religion in the world. Again, this is not to put any other religion down. This is just to make a point of why we follow the Christ, why we follow the Messiah, why we are in in a relationship with his son, Jesus. This is why, because he is the only one who said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, shall sh- sh- yet shall he live and everyone who believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? This is what the Lord is talking about. This is what he's saying right here. Do you believe this? It's that simple. It's that simple, but there are so many rich, there are so many uh, wealthy, there are so many entertainers who have built their their worldly wealth on their own shoulders. You ever heard of a self-made millionaire? How did they become that? How did they become that? You see, no one does nothing by themselves unless you are the Christ, unless you are the son of God who came through a virgin's womb. And we're going to talk a little bit about that next week. Also, what the virgin, what the virgin womb means and how powerful the virgin womb is. I talked about it before, but I like to do refreshers just to bring you in and up to date on, on the things that, that matter to all of us. Jesus being the resurrection and the life. Let's look at, where did I have it? Oh, this was uh, John 10 and 18. Again, Jesus is letting us know something. He is letting us know that no one, no one takes his life from him. You see, Jesus is, was bold enough to make this statement that no one is bad enough to step to my face and take my life. Yet he said, I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. So when other pastors or theologians will stand behind the, the, the deaths, or on stage and say that it was murder that, that he was murdered. Okay. I understand the argument. I, I, I get the gist of what they're saying, but the word right here tells me that Jesus said that no one takes his life from him. No one, no one is tough enough. No one is bad enough. No one takes his life from him. And I can't stress that enough. We serve a savior who has our back, who has what's best for us in mind, who wants a relationship with us. I'm telling you, traveling pulpit family, a relationship with Christ means that we cannot lose. We win. We live. It is for Christ. We die in Christ. It is for gain. But whether we live and die, it is for Christ and Christ alone. I'm not telling you anything uh 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 you know brand new I'm telling you these things because it's in the book first corinthians one eighteen let's go to first Corinthians one eighteen real quick, and I'm almost done y'all I'm almost done. I promise we're gonna get out of here and have us a good rest of the weekend, but let's go to first Corinthians one eighteen real quick and i wanna wanna show something to you real quick first Corinthians one eighteen this is why we are. In the situation we're in, the situation we're in, in the battle for supremacy of the world between the believer and the non-believer is this. The word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. This is what we are in a fight over. The cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but it is our faith. It is what we believe. It is what we what we live and die by, the cross. But to those who are perishing, it is foolishness to them. They don't believe. They don't want to believe. They have have figured out for themselves what the secret to life is. But here's what the Lord says. He says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart will throw out (laughs) different, different translations says different things, but, but pretty much he's, he's going to dismiss that. He's going to dismiss that from his presence. This is why it is so important to first be submissive and obedient to your creator. Then you're submissive and obedient to your husband or your wife. And if you don't have a husband or a wife, then you be submissive to the Lord until you get a husband or a wife. And finally, James four, four, Let's go to James 4-4 real quick. And as I say, I promise we are almost done. I just got this one last scripture. James 4-4. Let me find it with you. So that way we can we can read it together. There's 1 John. Ah. 1 Peter. Hebrews. Ah, there we go. James. Okay. Right after Hebrews is James. All right, there we go. James 4 and 4. Let me find it. 4 and 4. It says. Ah, You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God, meaning that it is a separation with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Now, I'm talking to those rich folk who have massed for themselves all the riches of the world who believe that they have it all because they are in the entertainment business or they are in the financial business or they they or, or they are in uh, the wealth business. I heard someone saying that you don't make money until the money is you, you don't make money working until the money until you, the money is working for you. Something something along those lines. But I want to let you know. That. When you become a friend with the world, you become an enemy to God. And therefore, all bets are off at that point. You're no longer protected by our Lord and Savior. You're no longer protected by the blood of the cross. You're no longer protected by your own thoughts because that leads to utter destruction. It leads to self-destruction. It is a suicide That is continual over and over and over again. And here at the traveling pulpit, we want not one to face that. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what walk of life you're in. I love you. And just as Jesus wants a relationship with you, so do I. As I've said before, in last week, I've been praying about starting a Zoom church, and I want you to be a part of that. The details are forthcoming, but when they are forthcoming, I will let you know. I'll put it on social media, on all the platforms, and, and I would like to build a relationship with you so that we can have a relationship together as you have a relationship with Christ, because now is the time that we need to come together as believers, as one body, the world wide over. It is that time. It is time to set aside our differences. It is time to set aside our pettinesses. It is time to set aside our, 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 our attitudes. And it is time for us to be submissive and obedient. And this is how you do that. Romans 10 and 9. And then I'm done. I know I said that before. I'm sorry, but I just got to keep going. I'm sorry. Romans 10 and 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Traveling pulpit family, that is the beginning of being submissive and obedient. I want to thank you for allowing me to come in and just share with you the good news of the gospel. When I tell you I love you, it is not so that I want something from you. I'll, what I want from you is that you have a relationship with Christ on your own. I pray that that is an opportunity that you will seek during the course of this week. And I look forward to uh, maybe hearing from you on social media, on travelingpulpit at uh on TikTok at TPM116. Also, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh Facebook you Insta uh, I said Instagram but but the most important thing is that you build a relationship with Christ because he wants to build that relationship with you and when you finally submit and become obedient to the Lord Jesus your life will never be the same it'll be better it'll be better you you will not be sinless you will, you will be challenged in your sin meaning that you will have to face that challenge, but you won't face it alone this time because you have the cross and you have the power of the cross backing you up. Once again, I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice. Thank you for joining me on the traveling pulpit. We're going to do this on next week with a whole new message. And I look forward to doing that with you then. Uh, Reach out to me on social media. I love you and goodbye for now.